0: Now tuned the
1: greatest. Back again, this is episode 11. On today's show, we discuss the current NBA atmosphere post-bubble and reminisce on the season that was in our 2020 retrospective. This is Below the Hardwood. Ooh, minute. I like that. I like that. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. Uh, who is the greatest rapper in basketball history?
2: Oh... It's Damian Lillard by default. Oh Kobe.
1: Kobe. Kobe's actually the goat Steven in Jackson everything. probably. <laughs> no, ja- it's,
3: probably, uh, it's ste- probably Damian Lillard, honestly.
0: Come on. Ah there
2: you it's go. It's between Dame and Steven Look, this, Jackson. Stephen Jackson this got ages me, but... I-
3: uh, Kobe did rap on a remix of Say My Name by Destiny's Child and they released hey. that single on CD. and I bought it. It was like almost just as expensive as the <laughs> Destiny's Child album, like whatever album that was. For, for, but I definitely fire. bought that and kept it just for Kobe. But I'm still not going to say he's the greatest NBA
0: player that Hold up.
4: Kobe he has, has one a track with Destiny's o- child?
0: E- <laughs> I- oh. Remember
2: that?
4: Are we forgetting No, oh, no but
3: He, had a, he His album P? got dropped, though. He was supposed to have an album, and it got dropped, and then he never picked it up again. So come on, you can't give him the goat for that.
1: That's probably probably the best. I'm still not over Kobe having a track with Destiny Child and me not knowing about it.
3: Oh, that's, man. That's, sorry. But hey, you know now. Nuts. You know now. It's a remix. <laughs> it's a Say My Name remix.
1: Alright, well it's, it's it's a conversation we could have. We also forgot to mention Shaq and his short lived rap career, but No, we didn't forget. We didn't forget. It just doesn't we just get didn't a ma- say Ooh, his name. Okay, okay. Well on that note, welcome back <laughs> to Below the Hardwood. I am your host, Ryan Antonio Henry, sitting here with the homies, the team, the Capadres, the uh, Avengers, the X Men, the the Muggles, the Campignons, the I'm missing something cohorts oh okay i got it okay i don't think i got all 10 but um what what's new today what's new today what can i call you guys today uh the comp- i said the compadres obviously uh alan i need your help on this like you, you helped me a couple uh, times.
2: uh the the team rough riders. riders let's go dmx, oh, DMX. that's way better
4: no. <laughs> all right we got we got eve this this we got podcast. eve oh we
1: got eve okay so the, the, yeah we got the eve <laughs> we're the rough riders this week but uh welcome back To Below the Hardwood, Uh, again, we're here to talk the best in the NBA, as we always do. And we have an interesting show today. Uh, But before I kind of break it down, we have a special guest in the building. Um, Where's the applause? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. There we go. There we go. I'm sorry. You guys guys know I'm a novice to this. We have to give the air horns. But uh, I'm here to introduce... Uh, Catherine Niker, but uh, that that she is the host of, of sorry sorry if I mispronounced it. Is it buckets and T the NBA podcast? That is correct. Buckets and tea. I, I had to put
3: I had <laughs> to put NBA podcast in the title because I didn't want anyone to think it was anything else. <laughs> like, uh,
2: like a Someone's showing for <laughs> a tea and, podcast.
0: And, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, so I suppose bad. it
3: could just be a deep dive into teas and which NBA player I think goes best with which type of tea, but you know that's an off-season special for a later time.
1: <laughs> that's an off-season special, but I like the name and thank you Earl for joining Gray, R. us R. Smith. today, um, <laughs> Earl J. Oh, okay, yeah, that that see, we, just created, we just created another podcast there we go. and someone's going to someone's going to run with this idea. But thank you for joining us today. Uh, I'm with my other cohorts, um, Alan, Shane, Lewis. What's good, everybody? My name is Alan Shane Lewis, and he's on a podcast. I'm on uh, a podcast. Thank you, and uh, other cohort Dexter Ariola.
4: Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki.
1: And that's the official start of the show. If you don't know, um, this is episode 11, and this is a, again an interesting show because we're gonna just talk about what we saw over the last. How long is this season? It's, I think we're at was it 300 years. plus days? 300 plus day NBA season, which equates again to over over a year. Uh, Equivalent? Uh, some some okay. Turning to like, Ti over here expeditiously. Right. Expeditiously. expeditiously. <laughs> he's using big words. Okay, right? okay. Is your nose bleeding? Right, <laughs> your nose is bleeding. I'm not having a stroke, but um, <laughs> uh, again, over 360 day season, which again. Uh, about a year, uh, uh, the longest season we've ever seen. And we just want to talk about, this is the retrospective. This is the review. Uh, so when they reminisce uh, over you is the title of this uh, show. And uh, But before we get into the kind of 2020 retrospective in the NBA season, we're here to talk the news, the notes around the league. Because although the... Although basketball is done, basketball never really stops. So the news is coming out like wildfire uh, since the season has ended. To start this off, let's talk about the Clippers because we love the Clippers on this podcast. We're, we're a Clippers-centric podcast here where, where guys just like to really tell how they feel about everyone's favorite, favorite team in Los Angeles. So uh, the Clippers, news uh, about the Clippers right now, we have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, obviously coming off of a season where uh, the Clippers didn't really live up to expectations, and you know, there, there's a little drama around this team, um, with Kawhi being the guy that he is, he has the injury passed, of course, load management uh, was a big thing uh, with while he was here in Toronto with the Raptors, where some say, hey, this worked. The Raptors got a, a ring out of it, everyone's happy, um, but we look at the 2020 season and load management was again um looked at and frowned upon by a lot in the league and apparently the clippers bench and clippers players uh in the organization maybe even uh, some of the staff weren't too fond by this uh preferential treatment Kawhi was getting and uh Allen what was the word that they they called it Bristle. bristled bristled Yes. were They were reportedly bristled about Kawhi's uh, preferential treatment. Um, Do they have the right to be pissed? And, yeah, let's let's give it up to Alan here.
2: I think it's really funny to see Lou Williams respond to that. And he's like, I don't know what that word means. And I legitimately believe him. I don't think he knows what that word bristled means. I think that was Shams kind of, like, taking that moment and, like, Adding his own flair to it, because I don't know why it was in quotes, because I don't think anybody on that team said wrestled. but I, I think it's understandable. I think that team beforehand, if you look at them, is a team of like, like, like workhorses, like a lot of like, like uh, overachievers when it comes down to it, and they had they established this kind of um, uh, culture of of hard work, grinding it. And pushing it and then you have this superstar that comes in, but not just one but two come in there and kind of change things and like the narrative kind of switches where uh, Doc Rivers who knows how to placate to superstars allows him to like You know do different things and that they wouldn't get away with So when you see all that happening and you see kind of what happens with their season It kind of makes sense in a way, but a lot of these players are denying this But I think it kind of makes sense because like I don't know I don't know how you can come from a team that took two games off a healthy Warriors team and you know and then all of a sudden now you have uh, Kawhi Leonard kind of leading this, and he's not necessarily the vocal leader that everyone else has. Like, when you have a vocal leader that comes in there, they kind of, like, kind of nip at everybody else and kind of put themselves in a, a position. I think the rappers did a good job of just embracing Kawhi Leonard. I think that's a good thing about Nick Nurse and Kyle Lowry and the leaders that we have already there. But when over there, there was, you know, there's really nothing going on, and all of a sudden he comes over, and now everything has changed, and the narrative is now about Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. And 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 you see it, you kind of want to compare it to what the Raptors did and what Clippers did. With the Raptors, it just looked like he fit. the Raptors have a mold. Um in the last 5 years, we have an identity, we have a mold, and I think that that's sticking and Kawhi fit that perfectly where he just kind of left stick. to the he yeah, seriously. Um <laughs> he just he just kind of he just left and then everyone was just expecting this to work and gel immediately, but Uh, Catherine uh, how do you feel about one do the Clippers have a right to be mad at Kawhi for getting preferential treatment since he is a (laughs) two-time champion and he's a proven superstar
3: I mean listen they might have technically the right to be upset but they don't have the privilege to be upset okay that's really what it is superstars across the league always get preferential treatment Uh, like you said Alan he had preferential treatment in Toronto, but both the organization and as a fan base accepted that. They accepted him for who he was and we were we were actually winning games without him during the regular season which also helped. Because that we weren't salty, because we weren't like losing every game that he wasn't in. But truth is, he's the superstar. He can have preferential treatment. He can live in San Diego if he wants. He can fly in, be a helicopter if he wants. If he's late, he's late. Sorry, will, but like you're the sixth man off the bench. You don't Holy. have that kind of privilege. That's just what it is. And it's like, I'm not trying to hate on it, but it's like every team that is successful. <laughs> knows their role and they buy in so if you're gonna let your own ego get in the way of that then it is what it is and i think the big mistake that the clippers made and alan you you alluded to this is that i think they thought Kawhi leonard is a leader and he's not a leader and your best player isn't necessarily your leader because like here kyle Lowry was still the leader and in San Antonio, he wasn't the leader. So I think now, like, you hear, like, little rumors about they're trying to go after Rajon Rondo or somebody like that because they realize they need a vocal leader and they don't have it.
1: Nail yeah, on the head. Nail <laughs> on the head. Um, no, 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 no. That, that, that was, that was like, that was perfect. Like, he, he literally, a tear. apparently, <laughs> new report is that he came out and says, uh, privately, Kawhi has asked for a point guard. Meaning, I miss Kyle Lowry. Yeah, because Kyle yeah exactly. Lowry you know was I was going week. to say, you know where it, yeah, point
2: guard is? Ontario, Toronto. I don't know why I said it backwards. Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's
1: you had, and I was Canada, Ontario, again, Toronto. That's where I'm from. He had a Hall of Fame point guard. As much as people don't want to call Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer yet, at least people outside of Toronto because they're obviously hating, but um, he <laughs> I, had a Hall of Fame point guard, so. But say, uh, saying
2: Kyle on a Hall of Fame point guard, you're just admitting that you don't have leap pass. And well, why would you say that? Why would you say that? You're just admitting. You're <laughs> telling on yourself. Like I can't afford leap pass. That's there what you you're go. telling me.
1: But, I only watch YouTube highlights. That's what you're trying to say. Okay, I get it. But uh, Dexter, uh, what, what's your take on again the just the Clippers? It's like every week we get news about them. Um, so now they're jumping on Kawhi, and he's getting a little bit of blame for this. So what do you got? Uh, what's your take?
4: Well, the Clippers knew what they were getting into with Kawhi. And when they got him, they were all happy. They're going fishing. (laughs) You know, me and Paul George are best friends. Oh, we're doing all this stuff together. But at the end, you can't be salty about it. Like, you have to keep that same energy. Be like, you know what? We lost whatever. Lick our wounds and then let's go. You can't be, oh, now I'm salty. Oh, he doesn't play all the games. You watch what happened the last season. You know he's not gonna play all the games. So what are you salty for? Just because you didn't win a championship? You guys were like While you were fishing, you're like, oh, we're going to win a chip. We're going to do all this stuff. And then now you're salty about it. You got to lick your wounds and move forward. And shout out to Steve Ballmer. Just cause? Ballmer. Ballmer. Billionaire Bomber Club, boy. Billionaire <laughs> Ballmer
0: Club.
1: Billionaire Ballmer Club. Wow. Triple That's B- the worst club. Hey, hey, LeVar might come after you, right?
4: Eh? Le- LeVar might have Just cause a- Alan B- hates, him, hates him, him so much? I mean, Billionaire ah, Bomber Club, he's boy. He's so
1: weird. He's so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Showing we're gonna to trigger, trigger LeVar to call into this show at one point, but, um, but uh,
2: no. I just I gotta say this, dude. Like, Ty Lou's coming in there, and I think Tyloo's probably a perfect fit for that kind of like animosity and what's going on there, because he knows how to handle all of this you know he was he like he's the type of person who would would stop LeBron if LeBron's talking too much he'd be like hold on a second I'm the coach here's what I got to say and he'd do the same thing to Kyrie as well so him coming into that position I think he can kind of recalibrate what's going on there and uh hopefully he doesn't because
1: I want the Clippers to lose beautiful beautiful segue Alan um because yeah um obviously with the Clippers demise all this news is coming out with their team it's uh it's the end of the basketball season what are you going to do but Lu signs a five-year deal to become head coach of the clippers um the big thing for me in this was actually billups starting his uh coaching okay. journey uh being named as an assistant coach so um yeah like what what's the best fit here uh, to be honest i kind of wanted to see it in reverse i want to see billups with his first team but uh catherine just to uh, kick us off on this one um uh, what's your take on Ty Lu taking over Reigns uh, for the other team in Los Angeles opposed to LeBron James?
3: I mean, I think this is a great fit. I think this is a really good win for Ty Lu as a coach. Uh, even though he won a championship with LeBron, it, it seems as though he has a lot to prove. You know, like that seems to be the narrative around him. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to do that. Um, he has walked into a situation with championship expectations before, so I don't think that's going to bother him. Uh, Chauncey Billups is uh, a champion and a, point, a former point guard in this league, so I think he's going to get a lot of respect. Uh, I do think that anyone who has – uh, too big of an ego to be on the same team as Kawhi Leonard or, or Paul George is going to be gone like I think any of these role players that may still have issue will probably get traded for other role players and they're going to establish a new culture I think they'll be able to do it and I think they'll do well I don't I'm not saying they'll win but I think they'll <laughs> you know
1: yeah Yeah. I think they got the right head coach um, in place Ty Lu um as much as um, we haven't seen as much as of him, you kind of get the vibe that he doesn't, you know, play up to egos too much. I think he can have his players in line, and Kawhi Leonard's not an eg- egocentric guy. He just wants to play basketball. So as long as Ty is able to give him the right plays, set him up in the right spots, but, <clears throat> let him control what he needs to control, like, I don't think you're gonna have an issue there. And and I think it's the Kawhi whisper, if you want to say like that's that <laughs> of the of the options available, that's probably your best guy to get the most out of Kawhi. But Alan, yeah,
2: yeah, I, I think it's not like yeah, like the Kawhi whisper in the sense that he has to like understand that quiet needs this extra treatment, this kind of preferential treatment, but at the same time also kind of handle the egos of other players and kind of blend that all together. And I think that's what he will be able to do. I think that's something that's in his wheelhouse of so things that he's, he's proven to have done before. Uh, but yeah, I think um, one thing to say about it, I think like well, Tyloo was going to be the coach of the Lakers. I think we all forget about that. And the idea that they wouldn't let him pick, like, his coaching staff. And that was, like, the big issue. Like, the, the, like, Rob Polinka and Genie Bus, they wanted, like, control that. So him kind of uh, missing that and kind of getting this almost is, like, a blessing in disguise for him. So glad on him for kind of getting uh, full control and full reins of a team. Hopefully that team can, you know, if they can try to attract new players. Because, once again, I don't think what they have right now, I've said this many, many a time before, I do not believe in the Clippers uh, at all. I don't believe in them, (laughs) I think. When you have uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in this very stagnant offense, that doesn't feel like it's, the ball is moving. It feels very rigid. It's going to the line, getting free throws. The only time it's fun is in the after the first uh, like four minutes left in the first quarter, and Lou will goes in there and he just plays ball by himself, and he's just like playing NBA Two K by himself, just going out there and shooting whatever he wants. That's the only time it's actually fun to watch the Clippers for me personally. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for Ty and hopefully he gets to prove himself and. And if it doesn't work out, give Chauncey Billups like five five minutes and he'll be the coach. Like a little Pez dispenser. You pull one out, <laughs> the next person comes up. And that'd be the crazy the, the if he
1: got fired and then they just went back to their assistant coach again for the second time. That that'd be awesome. Um, but hey, we did Run that it again. We fired our head coach. We hired our assistant coach, and what did it result in? A championship. Yeah. So, delete, but Masai's a god. Yeah. Delete any fr- <laughs>
2: audio of me bad mouthing Nick Nurse before I gave him a oh, chance. Wow. If I ever
1: said anything about that, I'm in that club. I'm in that <laughs> club. That was I may a, have s- I was, a, I was a Dwayne Casey-Homer, obviously, with my connections to Love and the Mavericks, but I was a Dwayne Casey-Homer, and Nick Nurse proved me wrong. But, um, uh, Dexter, um, what's your take? Clippers, Lou, good fit? What, would you have seen something else? or All
4: right, so me and Ty Lou met in Las Vegas. <laughs> We met in front of uh, Louis Vuitton, so he's uh, a close personal friend of mine. So this is going on. Wait, uh, this is going I'm on the blue. I'm going to go against. It's going on the blue. <laughs>
1: I'm
4: going against the grain, Ooh. and I'm gonna say it's not a good fit.
1: Okay.
4: Oh. Uh, reason being is last time he had LeBron James, he had Kyrie Irving, he had these the people who he had these players who need the ball and know what to do with the ball. I feel like you need a systematic. Uh, coach for the Clippers. So I was thinking maybe Becky Hammond. She's already worked with Kawhi. And I don't know if because we have a woman on the podcast or something, but I'm going to say Becky Hammond. <laughs> she should have got her first no, shot. I wasn't Should have been with the Clippers.
1: No, no. That's an awesome idea because Becky is under, in my opinion, I love Greg Popovich. He's the greatest head coach in history, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he doesn't have the rings Phil has, but. I love Greg Popovich. So you have Becky who's been under um, Popovich um, coaching for a while. She already's worked with Kawhi, so she knows the personality and her personality <clears throat> alone is it's I get that calming vibe and effect to her and where she can talk to pretty much anybody. And once you've dealt with Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, I think you you have a little bit of that Phil Jackson zen fa- like she, she has it. She has. Is it. Is there? Is there not? But and a female coach a, in a LA would be like. Counter to
3: this, if I may. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's I like- definitely want to see Becky be a head coach in this league. I don't know if I want to see her coach the Clippers. I mean, things in San Antonio didn't end well, so I don't. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if her and Kawhi and was are like, like actually but... a good match, like. Yeah. And also, too, like I think initially, I could be wrong, but this might be speculative on my part, but I think she thought she was going to take over the Spurs, and then Tim Duncan came in, and he became the first assistant, and he kind of became the lead, and it's sort of being poised for him to take over that team. So now I think I want to see her take over a team like maybe the New Orleans pelicans like i want to see her coach some like younger guys oh. and like really bring them up mm. you know like i don't want to see yeah. her in a situation where it's like championship or bust like i want to see her in a situation where she can really like succeed
2: bro yo memphis but
4: don't or you want to don't you want to prove greg popovich like it was you who screwed up and like i could do no, it with quiet and you I couldn't don't.
3: i mean there's, the the, there's I the, 20, the the petty twitter part of me that maybe wants that but not like generally speaking
2: <laughs> It's, it's it's like the it's, if you like hire Becky Hammond and the Clippers, it's like that glass uh, cliff kind of thing where like the ship's on fire. So what do they do? They kind of do this hire and they give this person all this opportunity. But if they fail, they can go, well, look, we tried. Yeah. And then it kind of just like kind of takes away from what they're yeah. trying to do. So I feel like the that, that Clippers is too hot right now. Like yeah. Ty Lue gets fired. That's Probably gonna happen, but like we're okay with that. Oh,
3: let's <laughs> right. friend real. of mine. Being real, right. we're okay with Close Ty getting fired. Mine. Ty, we're Ty okay with it.
2: I'm Ty I'm gets a... fired every day. I, I, <laughs> every I, I, five I... minutes, a Ty Lu gets fired from a coaching staff. Let's be honest.
1: I'm just excited, excited okay for Chauncey. It. I'm excited for Chauncey. I want to see what he. Can do. I think he'll be. I think it
3: Chauncey would... Billups will become a great coach in the NBA. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And just time. The dynamic of it is you have two former point guards now coaching a team, which is pretty cool. Like, there'll be a player team going forward. Like, people are going to love to play for these guys because they've already lived it. They've been through it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But um, uh, just real quick here, uh, other news is, and this was kind of shocking, but uh, Daryl Morey steps down as as Rockets' uh, Jump and um, shoot. exec, like, 13 years. Uh, he was the dude that traded for James Harden. Uh, the stat that came out that everyone's kind of, you know, Trying to push to make this like a huge thing is that the um, every other team in the league has missed the playoffs once since Daryl Morey has signed James Harden, which is, you know, yeah, it, that's a pretty cool thing to 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 have and and he did change that Rockets organization because they were kind of headed uh, post T Mac post Yao era and the team wasn't looking good. They pick up James and they haven't missed the playoffs since, but they just haven't been able to get. To the championship, so that's obviously why he's stepping down. The head coach obviously um, uh, isn't there anymore, and now the the whole conversation is is this Rockets team going to possibly blow up in the next year? So, um, Dexter, let's start off with you here with with uh, the Houston Rockets. What is what do you think this means for the Rockets going forward that Maury has stepped down?
4: I think they're going to get players more than six eight, <laughs> taller than six eight now. Uh, so they're headed in the right direction. Ew, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard they're going for Dwight Howard. I think Dwight's gonna do a, a world tour of the teams he played for. Wow. <laughs> right he, all his wrongs. He won with the Lakers. Yeah. He won in Orlando. You see where I'm going? Charlotte, yeah, yeah. Atlanta, next. Houston. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's going on a world tour. So uh, I think they're gonna throw away a lot of their analytics. I think their analytics team is going to get cleaned out. I think they're just going to go for the best players now. I think you build around Westbrook, you build around Harden, and stop doing all this bullshit with six six centers. So,
1: so you think small ball, small ball is done? I,
4: it's done. <laughs>
1: but like, just just but like, looking at the play, there's going to be
4: lineups with small ball, yeah. but I don't think you could have a starting lineup small ball.
1: You wouldn't suggest possibly trading Russell Westbrook?
4: Oh hell no! no. That's my oh, guy, no. of course. Personal not. friend, of course not. Of course not. We were on the beach of Houston, <laughs> right, right.
2: in Houston, right. in front of a Louis Vuitton store. Drinking sangrias. All right, Alan.
1: Alan. Um, what what does this mean for the Houston Rockets? Who are they going to become? Do you see the team possibly blowing up? Talks. Maybe Russell Westbrook's not the right guy. Like, what do you see next? Of course, he's not.
2: But that place is on fire. That place is huh. on fire. Uh, it, it, you could see. You read the tea leaves when. Uh, Mike D'Antoni was like, nah, I'm, I don't want to come back. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm good, you know? He left, now Daryl Morey's gone, and now there's talks about Westbrook and, like, either the Knicks or whatever, thing like that. But I don't know where you go from this. You you, you have a very undersized team, like Dexter was saying, uh, a system that only worked—it uh, worked really well. I was afraid if that was going to be the new NBA. I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see nope. where a team just shoots 43-point sh- shots— and that's basketball. I didn't want to, like, they don't rebound, they just shoot threes, and that was the game. I was afraid that was going to be the new the new normal. I didn't want it, and I'm happy it failed. Uh, but I don't know where they go from here. I really don't. Like, I, I think you you have to find a coach that has a system that can uh, use the pieces that you have. And also, somehow you have to trade these monumental contracts that you already have on some of these players. Like, four, is it $40 million for Westbrook? What's he, what's he getting right now? Something stupid like that?
1: Something around
4: that. Underpaid. <laughs> oh, Underpaid. God,
1: stop this, stop this. Um, <laughs> Eric Gordon's caking off them right now. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to find new people to bring in. You cannot go back in with this team again and expect to win. So, uh, Catherine. Yeah. I, uh, oh, okay. I, I was
2: going to say one thing. Yeah. Shout out to Daryl Morey for this trade. Uh, James Harden for Kevin Martin and Jeremy Lamb and two first round yeah. picks. Don't hate, in K-Mart. Don't
3: hate he, he, on Kmart. Don't hate on Kmart. I will hate on Kmart. I don't know what Kmart is.
2: Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <He's in> a, <laughs> where is he? He's in a Kmart. He's I'm in, working he's in at a K-Mart. Kmart. There we go. Don't <laughs> he's hate on K-Mart. At Kmart. in Sacramento. We all know that. And his weird jump shot, I never liked it. And I... And, yeah, it's it's crazy that he turned that trash into what is treasure. It's, I mean, it's look, from, him, from the
3: him. Rockets' perspective, the James Harden trade is the trade of the decade. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just mm-hmm. – and it's – to Daryl Morey's, I guess, legacy as a good GM, like, I, I agree with Allen. Like, having D'Antoni choose not to stay, having Daryl Morey choose not to stay – The writing's on the wall. And so it's like, if Daryl Morey wanted to stay, then I feel like he could have figured out a way to trade a Russell Westbrook to get people back to try and rebuild around James Harden again, because he's not like so old that you don't want to keep him and you don't want to keep building around him. You know, I don't think blowing it up completely is necessarily the right answer either. I mean, they did make it to the second round in the West. Like they're not terrible. It, but and i don't i would go so far as to say i think they lived up to expectations nobody predicted them to go past the second round in the west most people predicted you did. did okay well <laughs> most people did not Sorry. predict the Houston Rockets I got them winning the championship <laughs> most people thought we would see the battle of LA it didn't happen yeah. uh, the yeah. two teams that ended up in the western conference finals both have elite big men And so they have to address it one way or another. But I don't think completely blowing it up is the right answer either. I think I personally thought Russell Westbrook had enough humble pie at this point in his life to agree to play within a system, but I don't think that's actually the case still anymore Mm. so i don't know i think they're gonna my prediction is that they will keep them together for one more year it it won't work out there'll be a first round exit and then they'll really really blow it up so i think it's gonna be a long slow decline for this uh houston rockets team yeah yeah.
4: just like my wow <laughs> so and, 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 I hope and, and for I will say this you, Dexter <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We need to fire the
0: the,
1: the owners. And um, I will say this just to kind of close out the first half here. No, De- Dexter has been very vocal of his love for West- Russell Westbrook and, and his hate and for Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard on the Houston Rockets. So yeah, Dexter did say Oop. have them going Oop. a lot fa- farther than um, I did and and Allen and many other people. But, uh, no, no. I, I think you put too much eggs in, in your basket to get Westbrook. To blow it up after one year is a little bit too much. Give it another shot. Get the other coach. See what it can do. I want to see Jeff um, – I keep getting them mixed up. Stan? Jeff. Is it it's Stan? 21. You're talking about Jeff, Sorry, Jeff Van it's Gunny. Jeff. That's been I want to see Jeff Van Gunny. Yeah. And I feel like he handles egos well – I feel he could he's choked out too. Uh, hey, hey, his overall record is impressive. So no, you know, he, uh, he actually got choked out. Latrell Sprewell. So I'm saying that Russell Westbrook <laughs> might be the same.
4: Right. Thing. So shout out to uh, Dub. He's
1: been there. He's been there. He's done that. He's dealt with the superstars and the egos. So I feel like he's the best fit for that. But um, no, Houston Rockets don't blow it up yet. See what you can do one more year, and then then kind of blow it up later. But uh, real quick before we go to break, um, two new jerseys were released over the past week um the we'll start off with the nets here the nets bring back a classic look kind of like a blue skyish drazen petrovic era jersey for for the nets how are you guys feeling about the nets new look uh, is it a it, is it, is it a hit? Is it? it looks
4: like a championship it,
2: jersey that's a, that's a, to me. That's a fancy jersey to wear to win forty wins. That's really <laughs> weird. That's a oh, championship jersey to win forty wins. You just that's so heard. Strange. You, you just heard Alan say Kevin Durant 40 and Kyrie wins. are worth
1: forty wins. Only. Wow. You, th- uh,
2: that's that's gonna fail, and I can't wait to see Clippers East. I can't oh wait God. to see that. Oh. It's gonna uh,
3: fail. <laughs> that's not. Tyree that's not even a Kevin opinion Durant? about the jersey. Honestly, that was such <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a such an excuse to get in an, opi- an opinion about the team. Yeah, that's what we
1: do around. But the quality is, is any great. Any
2: to slander the team? <laughs> any any <reason>. in possible? <laughs> you say the number seven. I'm like, you know who wears number seven? <laughs> Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets, and he's also trash. Oh, I hate. God. I
3: hate it. I hate the jersey. What's my opinion? Not, not a no. fan of it? Doesn't bring no, you the, uh, the. The black um... and white look is so slick. And then the way their court looks is so slick. I, I don't even know I, why they would go away from that at all.
4: Oh, I hate their I, I court. Would say their court is ugly. I if, the gray one?
3: The
2: I, like the gray gray. One.
1: Oh I don't want God, every team like to have one. it,
3: but I like it for them.
1: I love their Biggie yeah. style jerseys. The bedsty. Yeah. Um, yeah. That look. The kind of.
2: What's the word I, for it? I hate that kind of. Street kind of thing because it's the same thing the Mavs have where it's like the fake. Don't talk to me about me like the Masters. Don't talk to me about that. Yeah, Mavs, it. no. it's, it's a little. It's a little. It's on the nose. It's
1: like I get it. You're from Brooklyn. It's so like, kiddish, <laughs> cartoonish, but um yeah, no. Um I think they're just trying to get you know people excited about. Drazin was the guy that you envision when you think of that jersey so I think they're kind of li- living off that hype which it will sell and I know a lot of people that are a fan of it so uh but getting to the uh, more important one uh the Raptors have released yeah, the their their new jerseys starting next season um, give them the air horns. You want you want the air horns. Okay, so give me the air this, horns. The, the, the conversations <laughs> I've had with people so far are people aren't for some reason liking these jerseys, but you're Dexter. You are on board with the Raptors' new new kit, if you want to say
4: the black Jordan, yeah, the black Jordan jersey, yeah, with the pinstripe, woo,
2: black Jordan, f- f- fire, fire. Fire. I need, fire. I need I need
4: fire. Two? It's like it's
2: like Kobe and say my name. It's fire. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> uh. I I need I need two things from these Raptors jerseys, and I don't know why we're not doing it. Yeah. I'm going to need me a blue one to kind of do this whole Toronto blue kind of color. I need something mm. like that, a little, uh, little cross promotion with the Leafs, and I also need a purple one. That's all I want. You can have that little arrow. I think that's what we're doing now. I'm totally fine with that, but let's get some other colors in here, you know, and right. not military night colors. Let's get, like, you know, some, some fun ones that we can wear and
1: show off and well, have we, people we, look at us. We and added go, Drake's black and gold. Uh, yeah, that was got, ugly. The, they got the red and white, and the Drake's ones are going to be released sooner. But, uh, Catherine, your your take on the uh, the new Raptors kit?
3: I also hate it. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I also,
3: but I think for me, it's more emotional because it's like I'm not ready to go away from this championship post championship era that we've been in like I really admire teams like the Lakers and the Bulls and the Celtics And I guess I don't admire the Knicks but for this particular point about jerseys I will include them in this category <laughs> just like you keep this iconic logo and people still buy jerseys you know what I mean they don't struggle well maybe the Chicago Bulls right now are struggling with sales but generally speaking it's like this iconic look it's this iconic logo and I feel like that's the sort of thing I want to strive towards having in Toronto. I don't, as a biased Raptors fan, like, I don't know. I would rather just have what we have and then more like vintage throwback stuff than, than this. I'm not ready for this new era is what I'm saying.
2: These aren't alternates. These are like the whole Jersey change. Uh, I think they're going to keep, uh, I think they're going
1: to keep like a couple of, I thought it was the whole Jersey
3: change, but I could be wrong. (sighs) Oh
1: damn. I thought they were alternates. I could be wrong. So if I am, (laughs) sorry. If this is a no, full no, switch, no that, have... <laughs> if this is a full switch, that's a pretty that's a pretty big move. But because the ones they have now are great. Yeah, that's I, the thing. I, like I love and, the jerseys
3: yeah. we have yeah. now. I don't. It just feels like a bit of a cash grab and nothing more. To ha- but yeah. just you know whatever. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Let's take
2: them, serve dollars. Oh, they, got they, money. The <laughs> they got my The NBA is like they got your money. Uh, They got my serve. (laughs) It's a full serve on that, bro. (laughs) Put a full serve,
0: half a serve on those New Jersey. I spent
3: my serve on a Raptors uh, DKNY hoodie.
2: (laughs) Hey,
4: (laughs) Uh, shout out to the Canadian (laughs) government.
2: (laughs) Also, Uh, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you. I don't like it when franchises hold on to those archaic jerseys. Like the Spurs need to change their shit. Oh, the Spurs need to change. They need to change. Right. I we need can, a new drift. We can agree to disagree.
3: Jersey. And you know what? I'm more inclined for anyone listening to just agree with Alan because I don't physically wear jerseys. Okay? I don't like the yeah. way I look in them. <laughs> I always feel very boxy. I feel like they do nothing for my figure. So I don't typically wear jerseys. I go, like I said, for the DKNY hoodie. So maybe don't take <laughs> hey. my opinion on just this. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I I wearing
4: Bad and bougie. I stop wearing, exactly. wearing jerseys.
2: I stopped wearing jerseys because the people on the back are younger than me and I'm not ready for that.
1: I'm not ready for that
2: <laughs> Right? <laughs> I'm, so I'm it's all ready? throwbacks. Yeah, I'm like, to spend 130
1: <laughs> bucks on a dude that's like 10 years younger than me like what? Listen, I can't do You just got to lean
3: into that Nick Nurse merchandise now, you know? You just gotta... Yeah, Nick Nurse <laughs> I'll do
1: that. <laughs>
2: Oh, I set of uh, decorative pr- watches. I assume is that what is that sells, part of the line? He sells the oh. hat
3: now. He has
2: glasses, a box, glasses one hoodie. <laughs>
1: I'm ready. <laughs> Get the I'm ready Knickner's for that. merch. <laughs> Take my money, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Nick Nurse. I, I actually want one of his hats. Uh, the Raptors. The Raptors got a lot of good gear, have, like individual I have player gear. I
3: it, but then I got mad because it didn't have like the snap at the back. You know, and then like I can't fit my ponytail through it and I got like big curly hair. So then it just looks weird to just have a hat on without my hair through the back. So I like and I didn't I didn't see that in the photos when I bought it. So then I got annoyed and then I complained about it on my podcast and then literally within a week he changed (laughs) it up. And then
0: started oh, selling it oh, with the snapback. So oh, is listening. And I was so like, I
3: "He is." Someone's listening. Someone's listening. But <laughs> I gotta get more sir, before I can buy a second Nick Nurse hat. Like <laughs>
4: yeah. I need this pandemic to yeah, go a little, a little longer. Little
1: priority right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the the actual twenty twenty. Is it too early to call it a retrospective, a, a review? I say when they reminisce. Uh, but um, we're going to get into that uh, right after the break, and you are tuned into Below the Hardwood. Right. Welcome back. This is the second half. You're tuned to Below the Hardwood. Uh, we just kind of, you know, talked about the the recent ongoings in NBA news. Obviously, we have um, uh, coaches being hired, uh, GMs and execs stepping down, a lot of changes ahead of the twenty twenty one season. Uh, but we're here to actually look at back at the season we just watched, which, again, like I mentioned earlier, um, over three hundred and sixty days uh, for one season, the Raptors, the longest champions yeah. in nba history yeah. yep random yep. trivia who was the
2: first game the first two games of the nba season who was it do you guys remember lakers clippers pelicans raptors oh shit i didn't even know I was come on I let's like, go
4: i feel like i remember watching <laughs> let's lakers go clippers opening night.
1: or it could have been pelicans raptors. That No, was, that was that the second that was
3: game Raptors opening night but i don't know if it was the first game
1: yeah, I, mean, resi- uh, I think it was the first game i think it was Zion, the first game sure. we did we opened the season with the championship ceremony like the first game we, we did
0: right,
4: it was against the let's Pelicans. go all
1: right all right we'll take that we'll take that but um looking back um interesting season obviously um we had so much actually going on before you know the bubble happened the the stoppage happened um, of course, the, the Clippers and the Lakers, the battle for L.A. began the real battle with obviously the Clippers having a, a, the superstars they thought they had. Um, we saw the Lakers kind of you know, dominate the season early. The Clippers were right behind them and we actually believed we were going to get the Battle of L.A. Um, does anyone have any takes on, on how the first kind of Battle of L.A. season went? Uh, do, do we have a, a clear winner? Is this still going to you know continue on for longer? We'll start with our guest, Catherine.
3: I mean, because they never faced each other in the playoffs, the Battle of L.A. feels like a bit of a joke to me at this point. Like, they couldn't even get there to show up to the battle. I don't remember any of these regular season games. It feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I watched them, but do I remember them? No. I mean, <laughs> uh, did Kawhi play in all of them? Like, was Paul George injured for, for some of those? Like, I think in earlier in that season, there were so many games where those two didn't get to play together um, mm-hmm. that, you know, the Clippers are fighting for relevancy in L.A. You know, they're spending all this money to build an arena. He, but it's – I mean – Come on, man. They didn't even show up, and the Lakers are the champs. So, to me, there is no battle until they face each other in the playoffs, which is disappointing because, obviously, all year long, we thought we would finally see this battle. Um, But, yeah, it didn't happen.
1: It didn't happen, and the Lakers, to be honest, just from the get-go this season, just – they looked like they had it uh, a little bit more gelled. They looked a little bit more – like the better team in the league and and the better team in the league won this season. If you want to say, Um, Alan, your take on either the Lakers or the Clippers in the 2020 season, was there, you know, something you wanted to see? Maybe was there any memorable moments that you could take back? Uh, I, I just think the whole thing was manufactured from the jump.
2: I think the media had this narrative of like this Kawhi versus LeBron and Kawhi just won his chip. So he was anointed the great one after all this, and then he was transplanted into LA. So, like, finally they can talk about him. Because, like, if he was in Toronto, we couldn't talk about him. As soon as he's in LA, then he becomes this, like, issue of a uh, GOAT contender. And <clears throat> from the jump, I, I didn't, it didn't feel right. I, I kept looking at that Clippers roster and I was like, that team ain't going to win. That team ain't going to do well. I can tell. So, all this, like, uh, Clippers, Lakers, I know there's a lot of highlighted uh, games. I think the people who really cared about it the most were the media and also Pat Beverly. I think Pat Beverly. Love those games. That one where he like blocked LeBron or something like that. And then he was just like, Duh, you know, but Pat Baff says a lot of things like Pat Baff said he got the next five years to accept Stephen Curry. So it's like, what are you talking about? All right. So I, I, I don't know. I just I think it was this uh, this this media narrative that went too far. And we're we're saddened because, yeah, they built it up. like It's like somebody was promoting this club and then all of a sudden they're like oh by the way they're not showing up like how are you going to hate from outside the club? but you can't even get in so like it wasn't a, it wasn't a real thing it wasn't Back tangible up. and uh <clears throat> and i think the lakers <clears throat> from the beginning of the season had a plan of like this is a ch- this, like they have a plan to get the championship it's not just like a meeting at the beginning where it's like oh we're going to win a championship that's what we want to do it's like no <clears throat> we're going to win a championship this is how we're going to do it i think it comes with experience it comes with like lebron and kind of checking players and talking to them like this is a campaign. This is a campaign. This is not a season. This is a a different thing. And the Clippers were off the jump or like hitting them hard. There's early games. And then you can kind of see the difference as it kind of switched, you know, the narrative kind of switched because like the Lakers started beating them more. And then it became, was it 2-2? I think it was an even split. And then, yeah, the Lakers ended up winning the championship and the Clippers lost 3-1, lost a 3-1 lead. So
1: that's what came, that's what happened with all that. And uh, Dexter, our resident uh, Laker for life, Laker nation Uh, Kobe, Kobe fanatic was, uh, recording our last podcast in a, in a 24 Kobe Bryant Jersey. So what was the 2020 season like for you, for the Lakers? Did you enjoy it? Was there, was there any drama? Was there something that, you know, you, you can remember from the season that you'll kind of take going on forward?
4: Well, you just remember Kobe. Remember when Clippers and Bucks were a thing. (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) Uh uh, but the Lakers season was amazing. Like, you saw the steady incline and the steady decline of the Clippers. And you can't compare 17 championships to zero championships. And you can't say Battle of LA. Like, the Clippers have to cover the Lakers' banners at their games? Like, come on. That's that's not a battle. That's just hiding. Mm. hiding everything. <laughs> You're hiding your past. It's like... I don't know. The just the Lakers had a game plan and they stuck to it, and uh, it went through the pandemic, the stoppage, and you saw it in the end. Who was holding the chip?
1: And, and and what I'll say, what I like kind of about the Lakers team is like you look at the pieces that they have. Um, so you got Rondo, a guy who has obviously was a champion coming in, but since the championship hasn't really you know been the most you know. Loved player, most productive player. He's been on a bunch of different teams. They they pick him up, but he's still a a genius mentally. Like his IQ. He had a great quote. He was watching LeBron lose to the Golden State Warriors and said, "No, I need to be on this guy's team because our IQs together we're probably not going to lose to another team for four straight games." So, um, you pull him. You pull Dwight Howard, uh, a fringe (laughs) Hall of Famer, which people for some reason didn't want to call him a Hall of Famer because. Obviously, he hasn't won the big one. Um, you get him; he's mad hungry for a title. Um, Javale McGee, as much as people want to crap on him, um, he 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 he's mentally up there. He he he's been on championship teams. He knows how to play. He knows how to win. Yo, he knows how to contribute.
2: Same amount of chips as Larry Bird.
1: Same amount of chips. Javale McGee. You. You
0: also forget
4: that they have. Uh, they had Avery Bradley, yeah, and they didn't have him in the bubble.
1: Didn't even. And get at the him.
4: very beginning of the season, they had Boogie Cousins. Just imagine if he was healthy and ready to go. Like that team would destroy. Like they could probably <laughs> win
2: sixteen in a row in the playoffs. Yeah. He, here's here's something. I I was googling. Avery Bradley doesn't have a
1: championship under his Wikipedia page. Does he not deserve one? I think they're still waiting to actually see the official call on that. Because I don't think it's official. I think he. I think he is deserves eligible. It. But I think the team still has a certain amount of time to to say whether you're getting one or not, uh, which is why the JV um, and a whole bunch of other Raptor players were weren't really announced till like, I think, just before ring night where they decided, OK, JV, you're not getting one. Um, DeLon, right. You're not getting one. So there was a bunch of uh, it, it's it's a that was topic. cold how that went but,
3: down. Yeah, that yeah. Was if,
1: yeah. You don't give me my championship. Give me
2: back Did my Kyle points. Kyle Lowry asking
3: for his ring size and everything yeah just I, mean, just, just I mean that's just rude that i can't imagine being asked for my ring size and not getting a ring just as a woman like that not just, getting proposed that hurts a lot yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i was just curious i didn't actually have anything planned after this <laughs> I mean,
4: well have team. fun in the grizzlies <laughs> oh
1: man that's that so smart that uh, they, they better give him a ring. i don't think it's up for debate he, he was on the team he just you know covid it, it sucks but you, you got to do it but uh um, uh, other than, uh, we'll, 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 probably stop talking about LA teams for the rest of this podcast, but, uh, the Raptors, what? the Raptors started a journey without their superstar. Um, Kawhi Leonard obviously left us and, uh, we saw the, the growth and development of Pascal Siakam becoming an all-star last year. Um, and this was supposed to be his team. Um, and you know what, before the bubble happened, before people, you know, kind of just jumped off his ship, he was having a good year. Uh, he was having an okay uh, season. He was an all-star um, again, like we like we mentioned. Um, it just was like, what 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 did we see out of Pascal? Like, what can we expect going forward? Obviously, we know what happened in the playoffs. We know uh, people online are are assholes, and um, we we talked about bullying online of NBA players last podcast. <laughs> but um, the thing I love about Pascal is is that it's actually it's actually what I like about Nick Nurse. Um, he he didn't want to leave a superstar he didn't want to just go with the with what the fans and nba twitter and everyone was saying and take him out of the game he rode with his superstar and and said hey i believe in you and i'm gonna have you what for the next three or four years so i'm gonna leave you in and and i think nick made the right call going forward if you really think about it just you know obviously leaving him in and and riding with the guy who he knows is gonna be here for the next little bit but um it, just in terms of what we can expect from Pascal, you know, going forward, uh, Catherine, do you, have, do you have any thoughts? Is he the guy we want? Do, do Did Nick make the right call, you know, well, keeping him in the game?
3: <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that you point that out, because I remember uh, last year when we, uh, during our championship run, he kept Danny Green in games, even when he was struggling, and then he had a huge, I think it was game three in the finals, when he ended up having, like, 18 points, and like believing in him paid off, and I guess his philosophy around that was like, well, if you take a guy out of the starting lineup, it's going to hurt his confidence even more. And now we're going to get even less out of him than what we're getting now. So that seems to be his philosophy as a coach and he, and he really sticks with it. And I mean, even though it didn't work out in that second round against Boston, I really value that about Nick nurse, just like to your point, Ryan, what you're saying earlier, I really like that about him. Um, Pascal is our, our star and you are supposed to kind of ride or die with Ooh. your, air well, I mean, you're... okay, fair. <laughs> I didn't make air quotes when I said star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did listeners. for the listeners. <laughs> I,
3: Cause I, I have so many conflicting feelings about Pascal right now. And I think going into the future, the best I can say at this moment is that I am hopeful, but not entirely optimistic. That's the best way I can put it. Like, I want to root for Pascal I think when, I, when you think about who he is and his story it's like this is why we watch sports this is why we like sports because we get to root for guys like Pascal Siakam you know what I mean so I'm not trying to like take anything away from him but as a basketball fan I personally don't recall the time when a player had such a decline in the same season and it wasn't because of injury and I appreciate that he owned up to it And so that's why I'm saying I hope he gains it back, his, like, all-star level playing back that we saw a year ago. But will we see it? I have no idea because I've never seen this before. And when people talk about, like, oh, well, he had this layoff. The layoff was bad for him. He was stuck in his apartment for a couple months in Toronto. And the OVO center didn't open up until mid-May. And it's like, well, Sergi Baca was in the exact same position. He was also cooped up in his apartment in Toronto. And he didn't get to go to the gym. Uh, to that practice facility until the same time and he was fine in the bubble so I think even Pascal himself doesn't know what happened to him in the bubble I think based on all the interviews I've seen it feels like nobody really knows why he lost his mojo so to speak but I'm rooting for him to gain it back and frankly the Raptors future relies on it so I, I feel like I'm kind of sitting here a little anxious, but like I said, I'm trying to be hopeful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you hit it right on the head there. Like a, a lot rides. Um, this off season's is probably like, you know, the scariest off season we've had um, in years. Um, yes. Even outside of losing Kawhi. Um, Cause what's going to happen? Like who's going to be here and are we banking on Pascal? We already gave him the, the money. So <laughs> we got to figure this out. But Alan uh, real quick, you know, what, do you, what do you y'all ready for this uh Pascal Siakam apologist right here y'all
2: ready all for this right. the man's only been playing ball for 8 years give him a break everybody and you want to talk about the difference between him and Serge Ibaka that's the huge difference. And when you you you've played at this level where you're you're constantly playing in in arenas filled with people, packed with people, you play off that energy. Now you switch that and you go into this self-contained bubble where there's no fans. It's just the basketball. There's no home team cheering you on, there's no away team booing you so you can feed off that either. You have to focus on the 100% mental aspect of the game and he lost his mental. He lost his mental. It was a different I I've, I've been in there. i played in empty arenas. It feels weird. It feels weird. You lose a lot of your energy. You, you, you your sights are different. You're looking past through the, the glass backboard. You're not seeing people there. You're just seeing a wall. And that's just, it is a completely a uh, 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 tonal shift in how you're supposed to kind of look at it, play it, and kind of respond to it. And he lost it. And I'm happy that Nick Nurse kind of kept him in because you, you need those moments. You need to see that failure. Mm-hmm. You need to get hit in the mouth sometimes like that. LeBron got hit in the mouth in 2011. To, in the finals. And what did he do? He responded in kind. Yep. That first game back uh, the, the next year, he slapped the Dallas Mavericks by like 40 points. And then every other finals that we've seen go, so far, just he just has never that that let has his foot that off that pedal. He pushes it every single time. And he, he refuses. He refuses. So it's good that Pascal Siakam was out there and saw his failure and heard those words to to an extent. I think some of it was a little too far. Especially local... Like local fucking uh, uh, social media accounts chewing on our own fucking no. team are you yeah. fucking stupid yeah. the score are you stupid or dumb which one is it because it's it's either or so i i think that that's silly if you're gonna be like a fan and do it whatever that's 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 your own prerogative yeah. you're dumb but yeah. like like the tsn you should you should not be doing that that's that's just don't don't do that for the clicks that's not gonna that's not gonna be good to bring in free agents going on mm-hmm. later on but I think, I think he had a really great season, and he, he lost his momentum, and then he got put into a new area where he didn't understand like what was going on. and It's completely different, and he's trying to figure it out while on the fly because there's, there's nothing that he could have done to prepare himself for that. There's absolutely nothing he's done. There's nothing he can recall on personally from playing basketball since like a little bit uh, before because he went straight from NBA Africa to playing mid-tier college basketball. So he's constantly had people there all around him. And he did those Rico Hines stuff, but those weren't important. Those aren't whatever. Once those camera lights come on you, once your teammates are there, and now it's the playoffs, now you have to do this in a, in a completely uh, hyperbolic chamber. It's a completely different thing, and I think he just – he struggled with it. And I think he's going to come back a responding kind because there's only upward upwards with this guy's trajectory.
1: It's one year. It's one year, and um, every – your favorite player, your favorite superstar probably had a bad – uh, playoff series it's happened to every single player even so, michael jordan <laughs> even michael jordan uh, especially dexter. kobe bryant dexter our conversations are <laughs> our, dexter our conversations off podcast about pascal i remember i was like hella big on him and i was <laughs> like hey this is our guy this is a superstar but you you are I, I will say this you told me that hey i think he has a ceiling and and hey you know i think you're you're kind of giving up to him too early so Uh, What do you have to say about Pascal's year? Can he overcome? And will we see a better Pascal going forward?
4: So a few years ago, I said he was overrated, which he was. (laughs) Then I had to apologize to him in 2019 (laughs) because he did better. And this year, I'm going to say trade Pascal. (laughs) I'm saying trade Pascal Siakam. We, I got, I got a
3: taste. Oh,
4: yeah. An MVP? Oh, yeah. I got a taste of championship in 2019 and a taste of winning. With a shotgun trade to Kauai. And that's what I want in 2021. I want a shotgun trade for Pascal Siakam. Oh I got a taste of championship. It's like blood in the water. And I'm a shark. <laughs>
1: unfortunately, unfortunately. Wow. Wow, wow that's like poetry. <laughs>
0: Okay. That was bottled um, up. That was bottled up.
1: I want to entertain this, but we don't have the time to entertain a Pascal for <laughs> trade comparison I, or discussion. Do we? Do we, Alan? I, I here's the thing. I just I just can't wait
2: for 2022. We're doing this pod or, or show. And we pull up all the footage of Dexter from all the years, going back and forth on Pascal. Like Pascal's the greatest. He brought us our second chip. Did you see when he put up a fifty-point game? Like I want to see that.
1: I can't wait for that. Oh, we'll have we'll have him. He's a close personal friend of mine. By the way.
4: (laughs) Oh yeah, I I uh, gave him his idea for his spicy Mm -hmm. hot sauce.
0: Okay,
1: okay, we're gonna stop the lies right now, Um, and we're gonna move on. Um, Let's talk about the future. The future is. I was about to say it. I was about to say. I was about to say. Zion? Zion. (laughs) Why do you want (laughs) to say Zion so much? Oh my God. Zion Williamson. (laughs) That is like the Canadian way to say it. (laughs) See, the (laughs) (laughs) cat had no idea. In previous episodes, (laughs) I've had strokes live on air and I saw Zion Williamson. Um, So, (laughs) Zion Williamson and the Rookie of the Year's um, Jay Morant. If. Whoa, wait 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 you know wait, wait wait wait. wait.
4: Is it Jay Rule?
1: Jay Rule? I did that on purpose. You okay. said Jay Moran. You did on purpose. Okay, I don't think so. It's <laughs> Jaws. I was like, you're just, just, just making it worse for There's this guy. J- <inaudible> I, I did that on purpose. Okay, I was trying to be funny. Didn't go over too well, and it came back on me. blame it on the Zoom. Blame it on
3: the Zoom. Blame it on the Zoom.
1: If Zion. <laughs> Was healthy? Would he have taken rookie of the year? And who will have the better career going forward? Oh. And we'll start this off with our guest.
3: Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, I think maybe Zion would have won rookie of the year, but that doesn't necess- that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the best career. Like, I haven't been paying too much attention to the Pelicans per se, but. I feel like for a year and a half, people have been asking this kid to lose weight. And like, listen, I'm a chubby coach chaser, so I am not someone to tell somebody to lose weight, okay? like That is not my thing, but I'm just like, if this guy actually needs to lose weight and it's been a year and a half, I mean, I haven't seen him since the bubble, so maybe he has been doing it since, you know, the last time I saw him, but I'm just like, where is this guy gonna go? Like. Like, if you're not taking care of your body now, how are you going to have this longevity that we all want you to have? So, I mean, I'm, like, rooting for Zion. Like, I want him to do well. I feel like I want the Pelicans to do well as a franchise. Like, it would be – I like it when these sort of underdog franchises, like, come out and, like, really show off. You know what I mean? Like, I like when they do well. I like when the Memphis Grizzlies do well. And so I want to see them both have great careers. But as of today – Ja Morant has more consistency and I'm not the one to come up with this saying uh, I believe it's Ben Oliver uh who says the greatest ability is availability and so it's like you know you you gotta be there to yeah. have the best career so we'll see
1: yeah and yeah I like that and um Ja jaw just jay mm-hmm. um, i wanted well, i wanted one of you to very, do the whole it's murder thing <laughs> but i wasn't gonna try <laughs> it <laughs> i wasn't gonna try oh, yeah. it but um no I'll, I'll sign off on that i was big on jaw uh, i obviously was a big fan of zion but <laughs> zion um listen right? listen i know i said i, I know I said it right. why are you laughing when i see zion when i see zion i see neon. i see vince carter I see blake griffin oh yeah yeah. and the one thing that these two had in common was yeah (laughs) dunking was fun for your first couple years and it was great but both have come out and said i don't want to do this anymore because it's hurt it hurts Uh and it takes years off your your life and and you realize it's just two points it's when you're dunking that makes the difference and we saw blake obviously blake came in posterizing everyone and it was fun and it was great and we loved it but Blake became a better player when he kind of put his focus in other in other zones, and I want to see if Zion can do that. Obviously, we love the dunking now, but in five years when dunking isn't going to matter and we need you to have a post game, we need to have a bit of a three, which you can somewhat shoot, you need to play defense, you need to do this, you're not going to care about the dunking. So, it, I feel like his maturation and just where he goes, just like Catherine said, it's your weight. I don't think this is holding up for his his whole career. Even LeBron James. We've seen skinny LeBron James before. I'm pretty sure he's skinny LeBron James now. There was Miami oh, Heat yes. LeBron James, and then there was there was Laker LeBron James, and those are two completely different bodies. Now he's thick-booty LeBron James. Yeah, thick-booty thick, LeBron James. <laughs> Take back Baron Davis
4: LeBron James yeah you got you got a <laughs> you
2: got a bumper um, uh,
4: but Ryan you talk about like dunking like John Morant all he does is dunk too yeah but it's the weight and thing, lands right? you're talking about oh, but he lands terribly that's the thing about John Morant he lands so terribly and you don't know what's gonna happen but you talk about tr- trajectory trajectory it's a I think John Morant has a higher trajectory just because I think the league is going skinny and lanky, I think yep. that's where the league is going. You yep. see Kevin Durant, and now you see John Morant, In- and then Ingram, and see uh, Ingram. other Arant <laughs> yep. Ingram, yeah, and you see all these lengthy dudes just getting buckets,
2: and I feel like that's where the league is going. No, no, it's true. If you like, even look at like that that rookie class, you have like J- Jalen Jalen Green, um... Lamelo. He's yeah, they're all like these very kind of wiry, long, six foot nine kind of. But they can shoot and handle and do all that stuff. But um, just, it, it, just for Zion, it's 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 weird because if you say lose the weight, where's his game? That's it. That's all he really has. He doesn't have that much of a jumper. Without without all of that, he's just DeJuan Blair. He's pretty <laughs> much DeJuan Blair with like with hops. And like his his entire game, especially from high school, was bully ball. He can just push people aside and get to the rack and do what he wants to do. And kind of dominating that fashion, so he needs to figure out that aspect. Because I was saying this before. You, I was like, do "This th- boy." Sorry,
3: do you think that's sustainable?
2: Uh, absolutely not. Okay, but he's got to. Fig- he's. I don't. But I don't think he's got a game after that. Right, I don't I think he you. can build anything else. I think that's just what works trade for him them to the Rockets.
4: <laughs> that's what they want. <laughs>
2: Pascal <down> for Zion. <laughs> Pass down the Rockets.
1: Right now, three just way trade. Save your knees. <laughs> God damn it! All right! All right! <laughs> but, all
2: right! I, I, I yeah, I think I think if, if, if Zion didn't get as hurt as much as he was, I think the NBA would have made sure he was rookie yeah. of the year. The NBA made sure that bubble worked for him. They're like True. you need uh how many wins do the Pelicans have? You need that many wins to be invited to the bubble and like this entire thing was built so he, he can get in there. So I think he would have won that, but yeah, for sure John Morant has gonna have a better career. I think he has a better understanding and basketball knowledge that we haven't really seen from Zion. And um, yeah, once John Morant gets that three going, it's over. It's over, of- ladies and gentlemen.
1: I think we're so we're across the board that Jha is going to have the better career, and and I think it's it's all for the same reasons: the weight, um, the sustainability, and you know just we've seen what Jaw can do, and the fact that he had the Memphis Grizzlies in playoff contention before Portland just absolutely went <clears throat> nuts was enough to give him the Rookie of the Year and show that he's going to be a, a threat for again the rest of the league for years to come. Um, We did have a couple. Let me ask you guys something. Hold on, I
4: have a question. Uh, If say the the awards were announced at the end of the year, so after the championship, do you think it'd be Tyler Hero as the Rookie of the Year? No, no, yeah.
0: yeah.
4: You still think it would be John Morant?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because those
3: awards are based on the regular season, regardless of when they're announced. Oh, I'm
4: saying say it extended to the end of the year. Say you counted I mean, he's playoffs.
3: I the playoffs, everything. but I don't know if he's rookie of the whole season. Yeah,
4: he was also,
2: consistent. He was also, consistent. John Morant. The... John Morant, oh. though, that that last game to the the in game against Portland, that was, yeah, yeah. was good really ass good. basketball. So I think he really made a case for himself there. Like, yeah. if it wasn't made before, it was definitely like kind of made and solidified at that point in time. Yeah. Shout out oh. to
4: Tyler Hero. <laughs> also, yeah, <laughs> yo,
2: fucked Tyler. Hero. Oh, Close personal friend. <laughs> Also, your knees have a finite amount of jumps. As Dexter. All I did when we played basketball as a kid was just try to dunk after everything. And I didn't work on anything else. And right now, my knees hurt. They're always on fire. They collect fluid. And my back hurts. So you know what? I say do it all. Do it, young kids. Keep dunking
1: when you're 18, 20. Who cares? On on the next episode of Below the Hardwood, will Alan's knees hold up? Or is this the end of his podcasting career? Um, you can, you can hear that next week, but, um, again, a lot of stuff happened this season. Um, OKC, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but huge surprise. Um, experts had them 0.2%, was it 2% or 0.2, uh, of making the playoffs and CP3, we thought he was going to get traded and he wasn't even going to play a game in the Jersey. And he just went point God and led a bunch of misfits to a playoff spot and at least one win in their last uh, series, but... Um, that went to se- didn't that go obvious- to seven games? I think it yeah, went seven, yeah, that seven. seven. Oh, sorry. My bad. My apologies. Seven. Sorry. I was thinking about um, another team there that LeBron gentleman sweet. Mm-hmm. but um, uh, OKC <laughs> could have literally been... Sorry. I meant to say there were one game out of uh, possibly going up against LA and, and that, uh, that team, but... Um, I guess this is just more recognition for CP3 than anything. Um, I don't think the OKC Thunder are going to be a threat going forward. And there's talk about CP3, you know, leaving. So I think we'll we'll leave that to the side unless you, any of you guys had to say anything on the OKC year. He, I think you just got to give Sam Presti some,
2: some love. I think he made a great uh, bamboozled trade where he just robbed Houston Rockets of their entire future and made it an, a great team. Shy yeah, can't I can never say his name, but uh, he's... Yeah, Shay, there it is. That's it. That's all I'll do. He, he, he's, he's a great player, and they have like a really good future, and I think he did a great job with that roster. And I think he's not getting enough of the credit. I think they keep giving it to Donovan and CP3, but give it up to Sam for Sam Presti. But I think the Thunder with Sam Presti, you, you always talk about the future.
4: You never talk about the now. It's always the future. Oh, look at our future. Look at our future. Okay, when's the now? Like nothing has happened since Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, but how many many draft picks
3: did they get from the Paul George trade?
4: Yeah, but that's the future, right? An entire class. There's nothing winning to talk about
3: with them. It is they are. It is the future. I I think when
2: you have a player, when when you have when you when you brought in Paul George, you expected to see like a really good Paul George, and I don't think once again Russell Westbrook is that dude. So that was the problem. That was the problem. And once the cap has been lifted, the hindrance has been gone, the blockage of the drain has been pushed through, the water will flow. And then you will see wins, and you will see, you know,
4: (laughs) You got me Ray Charlesing. (laughs) You got me Ray Charlesing. This
2: guy's going, no, 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 none of this. But it's true. I think think Russell Westbrook was the problem, and he's gone.
1: I think Westbrook
4: went further than OKC. I'm just saying that. I'll leave that there. (laughs)
1: All right. All right. Um, One win. One more or two more wins. Sorry. (laughs) Real quick here. We saw the return of Carmelo Anthony back into the league full time on, on a roster again. I just want to know, um, Catherine, do you see him getting staying with the Blazers or is he going to be at least on a team next season?
3: I could see him staying with the Blazers. I mean, he did well. Like I think the problem with Carmelo before was that everyone thought he wouldn't accept a supporting role. But now that we've seen him do that, I think he had just as much of a redemption arc as Dwight Howard, as Rajon Rondo. Like, sure, he didn't, you know, win a championship, but, I mean, he showed that he's willing to be that supportive veteran guy. And I think there's probably a lot of teams that would be happy to have his 10 to 15 points a game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and a lot of teams could use it. And I think this was great for him because he was – in a way, strangely and weirdly blackballed from the league for some reason, and it made just made no sense. It made he no also,
2: sense. He, he should have joined the Lakers. That would have been mm. a nice little
1: chip for him right there. It could happen. Mm. It could happen. I think. But that, he uh,
4: decided to go with the most overrated player in the league. Okay, stop this. Russell Westbrook? Oh my he god, the Russell. He played in Houston <laughs> before that. <They> didn't over- <laughs> oh, I
1: like that. I like that there. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and just uh, real quick on this one because I know <clears throat> you guys don't like talking about my Mavs, but. Um, we saw a rise of a new potential superstar. Some may JJ call Barilla? him a superstar right now. Yeah, definitely J.J. Barea. um We saw a guy who actually was uh, what was it, uh, fifth in MVP? Sorry, fifth in MVP voting. Third in MVP voting. I, like he MVP? Higher, wasn't I he? think he was higher. I think he was third in like MVP fourth? voting. Uh, no, no, it was, it he was, fourth. He was, he was fourth. fourth. He was fourth. He was fourth. He was fourth. Uh, fourth in MVP <laughs> voting. Of naturally, of course, we're talking about Luka Doncic. Um, this was the year of Luca. This was the guy that we did not expect to see this kind of jump. And there goes, Alan Shane hating on the Mavs again. But real quick, any thoughts about Luca Doncic and what his star is? Is he going to be the next all-time He's the
3: future, for sure. No doubt. I mean, I'm not a Mavericks fan, so I'm not, like, trying to even be that person. There's no, like bias like influencing this take like he really is like
4: stop feeding (laughs) ryan he really is the next uh
3: perennial all-star in this league i won't i'm not gonna go so far as to say he's like the next great like i feel i mean i don't know who that is i don't think we've seen that person yet and we're still as far as i'm concerned in the lebron being great era like that hasn't ended. I don't know why people people talk about LeBron's career like it's done and it's like okay, just won and he's gonna try and repeat. So we're stef- we're definitely still in the LeBron era, as far as I'm concerned. But Luca is definitely like he, he he's the next great uh, All Star player, is what I'm willing to say. All right, all right, all right. Uh, hey, all right. Here,
2: here at the pod, we try not to give Ryan uh, gas him up on the mask. but I have to admit, Luca Doncic is—he's he is that dude, and uh, I got to root Show for him. Show me your hands, I- Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I got. <laughs> Above the, in the camera.
3: They
0: above the camera, please. The you know what? You didn't ask me that but... when we were
3: talking about Nick Nurse, and that's sexist, okay? <laughs> 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 all, right. all right. All right. All right. She all right. snuck it in there.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think I think I really got – you got to see firsthand of actually – because, like, he can get the triple-double. That's easy to do because, like, Russell Westbrook gets that all the time, and yeah. you don't win no games. So when we get to see Luca Doncic do this and actually have these moments where you could see him win these games, even without KP. KP was in there and he was out, but you still saw Luca out there dropping forty, get grabbing fifteen and dishing out thirteen. So good for him. Yeah, he is the star, and good for the Mavericks for
1: for seeing that and trading for uh, Trey uh, Young. And, and you know what, Dexter? I don't care what you got to say about Luca because we're gonna go to cap or no cap. So yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna hold off of Dexter. <laughs> I just like little... talking. We're going to hold off a Dexter's quote on Luka Doncic, but we're going to jump right into cap or no cap. And we have a bunch of crazy um, quotes that have come from all different places in the the league uh, this week. Uh, To start off, um, a little Raptor flavor. uh, David West, former multiple-time All-Star David West, said that Chris Bosh and Andrea Bargnani uh, now would blow the NBA out of the water. So if they were in the league today a team that had the core of Bosch and Berniani would blow the NBA out of the water. Uh, we'll start with our guest, Catherine. Is this cap or no cap on David this West? This is
3: major cap. W- what is this guy? What is this guy on? Like, well, I don't I haven't been up on David West lately. I don't know if he's okay if someone's checked in on him recently. This is one of the most ludicrous my
4: close personal <laughs> friend, actually. you also
3: met him in Vegas which mall did you meet David West at
4: Dexter <laughs> that's you, what I you want to see know. The I, yeah. I it was you and LB <laughs> uh,
3: they didn't take over the league any time so I mean look I, get, I guess because they're bigs with outside shooting but I mean look maybe he just didn't have to subject himself to those primo pasta commercials or what but that's an absolute cap <laughs> for me Everyone
1: knows it's Primo. Allen, Allen, cap or no cap on David West boosting the hell out of Bosch and Berniani?
2: No cap, baby. That's capless. Capless. Cap That's, right That's capless. That's, yo, bargnani and Bosch, BB out at the perimeter shooting ma- major three-point shots. Mid-range. Like, we, we mm-hmm. actually want him to shoot it. Before he would take the shots, we didn't want him to shoot imagine if he was comfortable and shot more and got those crap shots out of his system and shot like a, like a, a good number a healthy number like we didn't want him to re we, we want like him to the rebound, big Houston rockets
1: that, so. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> exactly. we'll, hit we'll hit on that in a minute do that' with a seven footer we'll hit on that in a minute
2: you get the screens you can switch off that I believe in it I've said it before I think if Bargnani was in here today we would be we would be uh, singing a different tune I think he would be he'd be doing great. Dexter Capper. Also, no he's cap. a DJ now. Walk, follow That's no sure. cap. I'm going to jump on
4: Allen. Like, this, if David West was in his prime when he was guarding these players, and he's not just coming up with it, I feel like he couldn't guard these players. It's a, a duo that they would take advantage of the Houston wa- Rockets. They would take advantage of this small ball. And Andrea Bargnani, seven footer with, I don't know what his wingspan is. It's probably. He probably got short arms, but I feel like he could shoot the ball. Short, arm, probably got short Why arms. Why are we
2: even basing shoot? that um, on he's probably
4: got short arms?
2: For those I who know, aren't familiar it's with David like, West. It's, it sounds true. Like, I, I don't have anything to back it up. It feels up, it right. Sounds very it sounds true. It feels right. Yeah.
1: Wingspan probably like six eight. You know what? Uh, for those not familiar with David West, two-time... Um, NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors so you can kind of see where his fit was but he was a long time uh, stalwart for the Indiana Pacers that team with Paul George and those guys which uh, again LeBron throttled but uh, you can you can see George um, West has a little bit of weight to his word. I'm gonna go no cap just because oh. I'm just gonna be a homer. I'm wow, sorry.
3: you're gonna, gonna make me. You're all Toronto. gonna make me look bad. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean cap. I, I mean, mean Cap like <laughs> doesn't like the. Andrea with his <laughs> <every day>. short arm. <laughs> <Sounds> strange. <laughs> like it, it, it's cap, but it's no cap. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Let, but.
2: We we can have this. Let, let us have this uh, thought process that if we just had a different NBA. So it there, was all Sam successful.
3: Mitchell's fault? Is that what we're saying? Yeah.
2: No, it was, yeah, <laughs> no, it was just – it was yeah. if, if Curry became uh, – was in the NBA before that, it would have made sense. It would have right, made perfect right. sense. It's Steph Curry, he should have been better I mean, earlier. should have been 14 there
3: is in the NBA, the game. There is something to that. <laughs>
1: All right, and um, Catherine, you mentioned earlier with the Houston Rockets' play style a little bit. Uh, Steve Kerr came out and said, "We're still going to be the Warriors. Uh, we're not going to all of a sudden turn into the Rockets and change our offense into a having a one guy go high pick and roll for seventy game, uh, 70, 70 times a game." Um, the Rockets, obviously, in a little bit of a weird area with free agency uh, having no head coach and just a lot going on. But Steve Kirk kind of took a jab here. Is this cap or no cap? We'll start with Dexter this time.
4: Uh, I think it's cap. I think, like, you have the same personnel, pretty much. You have Draymond Green as the pick and roller. And he's, what, 6'6'' six, six as well? What's with all these 6'6'' six, six centers? <laughs> I feel like that's how they're all gonna play. You saw success in the playoffs, kind of, but Draymond Green is a better defender than PJ Tucker, so I feel like they're just gonna play the same way. Uh, you just have more outside shooters.
1: Uh, I think you got the Warriors got a little bit spacing. Oh, well, they but they both got good spacing on that team, it, but uh, we'll see. All
2: the same team, man. I I think everything comes down to what they do with that second pick. I think if they flip it, if they bring in somebody else. Uh, if they, you know, bring in a player that's immediately going to have that impact, then it's not cap. But I think it's cap. Because here, without, without – other than Eric Paschel, uh the, the Splash Brothers, Wiggins, Draymond, and uh, let's go Kevin Looney. Name one other warrior. <laughs> Lee. Malcolm Lee. Something that's Lee. That's not even, a, that's no, not even his David first Lee. name. I <laughs> said
0: right? Wiggins, Wiggins is still
4: on their team. Yeah, no, I said Wiggins. I said oh, not Wiggins. Okay, my, my
0: bad.
2: Yeah.
4: Chris, uh, Marquis, Chris.
2: Oh, there it is. Oh, there we'll it see is. Have Jordan Kevin, you have uh, Alan <laughs> I don't know what. And Juan Toscano Anderson. All right. Wait
4: oh, there.
2: that's my close personal friend right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, Catherine.
3: No, no, I shouldn't have been interrupting. It's my bad.
2: No, no, no! <laughs> this is this is this is kind of how we do. it. Well, okay, okay, well, yeah. to answer no the
3: question, not only for me is this no cap. That is some mad shade on Steve Kerr's part. I can't believe the both of you have not given Steve Kerr the the credit for this beautiful shade that he. Through on the Houston Rockets, like talk about kicking someone while they're down. You know what I mean? Like he's just like I'm down here at the bottom of the of the league right now. Even though they have like a lot of upside, they've got the number two pick in the draft, and he's just like kicking the Houston Rockets. I love this. Uh, I I don't see a single lie in anything that Steve Kerr said. Um, you know, and I think he, it was a weird experiment that the houston rockets have tried that has appeared to have failed because like we said before uh daryl Morey and mike d'antoni would be there if they still believed in what they tried to build so also with all the players that you're mentioning alan it's i believe that the golden state warriors are going to be very active this off season. When the time comes, I think mm-hmm. a lot of these players are going to get traded, and they are really going to go all in on this uh, next season. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see.
4: Maybe, maybe Pascal. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Pascal oh, and Pascal together.
0: Um, wow. If there is a say... if there
3: is a Pascal for Draymond Green trade, I will burn my DK <laughs> nice. and my hoodie. Okay, it, consider, it
2: burns. <laughs> consider it burned. Consider it burned. Also. <laughs> Also, I didn't, I didn't realize the shade to the Rockets because my brain just kind of has shade for the Rockets at right, normal fair, fair, frequency. Fair, fair. So I just heard it and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because they're shit. And then I just like... <laughs> yeah, on with my day. That, that,
1: that's where he was going with that. That's where he was going with that. And <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes I, sense. I'm yeah. going no cap. I'm going no cap. Uh, championship team, they they got better play... I'm sorry. They got a better playbook than the Rockets 70 times a game, pick and roll. That's, sure, that's what they do. Sure. That's all they do. Like, come on.
2: Um... One thing I was robbed of this year was watching the Warriors burn. Watching them crash and mm-hmm. burn. Because, like, if Kevin – or Kevin, sorry. If Steph Curry was out there while these losses were happening, that would have felt so good. But the yeah. fact that he was a sideline and all these losses happened, didn't, it was, like, bittersweet. It was like, oh, I don't want to. The fact that they like, turned wasn't Stop beating really them by cause It
1: was because he wasn't playing.
4: Remember the Raptors spoiled his debut? Yeah, go look at that. TNT. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> um, real quick here. Maurice Bates, I'm not hating on LeBron James. He's a great player. For me to play against Kobe and Braun is like night and day. You've got to put some respect on Kobe and uh, MJ's name. Cap or no cap. Let's go to the person that I know is going to be rattled by this most. Allen. <clears throat> Listen, Maurice
2: Spates needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow.
1: He a champion.
4: <laughs> Maurice Spates a champion. He also
2: looks like Mike Tyson. We don't talk about that enough. How about that? <laughs> No, with I think, his I think friend on it's on is head? I don't know. I think I think I think it's Cap. I think it's just Maurice Spates. is he was part of that the kind of warriors kind of feud with LeBron James. So obviously it's going to come with a lot of animosity. The same way you see with Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins played with LeBron James, so you're going to see him kind of boost LeBron. So it always comes down to where these players kind of lie in their allegiances. is going to kind of change and inform how they kind of view these goats and these great players. Personally, I don't think we should be having this conversation anymore because LeBron is the goat. So like why are we playing any games anymore? <laughs> uh, like, he's the best. He's the best. If you switch LeBron and Kobe and Michael Jordan on different teams. Kobe would have 10 them, you championships. He would not. Kobe, Kobe Bryant would <laughs> oh, not take Sasha Pavlovich to the goddamn NBA Finals. And we all know this. I don't want her pretending that he would. He took would. Vujicic. <laughs> I would have Vujicic over Pavlovich. <laughs> and Booby Gibson. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> Wait, what's
3: this What's this oh, guy's Catherine. name again? Mart.
1: Maurice Spates, former player for the Golden State Warriors. Maurice Spates? Like,
3: honestly, I I didn't know who this guy was until he posted this meme. Shade, shade, shade. I had no idea who this was. I, I noticed he was verified. But then he also, like, <laughs> he
0: tweeted Ooh, this,
3: that, like, what Ryan said as, like, a meme. But then he... Put the caption, like, just say, or like, I'm just the messenger or something, which is some coward bullshit. Like, if you're going to say it, really just say it. Um, But also, like, to me, this is like, you know, we've been in a pandemic. Some of us are a little lonely. Maybe we need some attention. Uh, I don't know what he looks like. Maybe he's not, like, thirst trapping at the moment. But, like, to me, this is the same thing because it's just like you do it for attention and he and he got our attention but um but there's no fact in the meme whatsoever so it's (laughs) cap no
1: and uh the meme for those at home was a picture of kobe after his three-peat michael jordan after his three-peat and a quote basically saying we were busy watching three-peats while dudes are now happy that uh, uh uh, it, it was ninth man on a rotation time. It, it was a whole lot of mess. Uh, background on uh, Maurice Spates, if you're not familiar, 2015 NBA champion, of course, with the Golden champion. State Warriors. Uh, other than that, he was the kind count. of a journeyman, played for a total of seven to eight teams over his career. Um yeah, like and Clippers last played, and like Sixers or something like that? Yeah. And last, Trash. currently Trash. playing All in China, it. I believe. So uh, that's Maurice Spates. Uh, Dexter, quick no cap cap on Maurice Spates. Uh, essentially. This is
4: no fedora. No cap. <laughs> no cap. Kobe is a killer. Oh, he went on the court. I forgot Kobe's And, and he put, instilled the fear of God into you. LeBron don't do that to me. I see LeBron, I'm like, okay, whatever. He'll get his 20. Right. I see Kobe. Oh, my God. All right. That's an 81-point beast.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go cap. I'm going I'm to go cap. I'm sorry. Um, Maurice is great. Kobe's great, MJ's great, but it, it's Cap, all all of this is nonsense, and this is, you know what, I'm bored, I'm a champion, people think I have weight, let me just go on Twitter and Instagram and be funny for a minute, and just cause a lot of mayhem, and yeah, that's, that's well, it didn't really cause anything, but...
4: Maurice Spates is my spirit animal, for sure. He's I'm your really spirit animal. animal. Right. Dexter, Dexter, aim higher,
1: aim higher. Aim higher. Nah, aim aim nah, nah. Higher. That's good. Do better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? I'll call afterwards. This is kind of
1: a a follow up, uh, Cap or no cap. uh, And it's kind of cheesy, but Alan's going to love this. Frank Vogel, he's the greatest player the basketball universe has ever seen. And if you think otherwise, you don't know what. You don't know it until you're around him every day. Let's just say that. You don't know it until you're around him every day. He told reporters about LeBron James. Uh, Alan. Cap or no cap on uh, Frank Vogel saying it's the greatest thing we've ever seen in the basketball it's, universe. It's no
2: fedora, no chapeau, no uh I don't even know their hats. No not even a do rag, nothing. No mo cap. Nothing. It's it's true. LeBron James is the greatest. And once you coach him, you recognize that. You see the greatness in him. He uplifts his players. Doesn't put them down. Doesn't shit talk them in grocery stores to random uh, reporters and saying he wants to trade and all that stuff. He doesn't do that. Some other people do that. Some others favorites do that a lot. But LeBron James don't do that. LeBron James is the greatest of all time. And it's finally t- time. Like even before this chip, I was, I was saying it. But this chip just, that's the nail in the coffin as far as anything. Four chips. Four finals MVPs. Who else has more Finals MVPs than him, other than than Jordan? That's it. Kobe don't got that. Kobe got two Finals MVPs. Remember that. You got to you carry those chips. You see this bit? <laughs> for, the, this for those who can't, the listeners, uh, Dexter put several chapeaus on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all falling down just like that. That's there. all There's cap. All right, De-
1: Dex, quick. No quick. Why is this cap? Why is this cap, Dex? Why do you have seven hats on your head? I just right got right to say deck? cap
4: because Kobe. Kobe. Because Kobe. 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 That's it. That's all Kobe. I got to say. Because Kobe. Pull
1: it back, Kobe. All right, it, uh, it Catherine? Was... Catherine, okay. Oh,
3: man. Uh,
1: <laughs> I feel like, okay,
3: my honest answer is I think the GOAT debate <laughs> is inherently very flawed. Like, we never watched Bill Russell play. We never watched uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play. So it's like we have this, like, opinion in it about LeBron or, or MJ or <laughs> – kobe who's like typically a top 10 player but okay Um, uh i think it's highly nuanced when you really break it down um but i think if if lebron can pull off yet another championship this debate becomes less and less nuanced and i think people don't want to give it to lebron because he hasn't been as well liked across the world the way Michael Jordan like captivated people You know what I mean but then we didn't know What we didn't know Michael Jordan was a Bully in real time either we only learned That after the fact so it's like I I just it's like it's I can't give it a real answer, but all all I can say is that LeBron is the greatest player of our generation and I think that's completely undisputed. Mm. And I mean, I have rooted against LeBron James for the vast majority of his career as a Raptors fan, and, but I think I will absolutely miss him when he's gone and I don't know if I'll see someone greater. No. No. All right. All so I teams there's teams no cap Twitter or there's no Jordan. cap or no cap on it. I'm just like yeah. I'm still waiting to see LeBron play this <clears throat> out.
2: You're abstaining, yeah. I think I think if Twitter existed when Michael Jordan was around, they would yeah. roast him. You can't be out there gambling at 3 o'clock in the morning before a playoff game without Sports Illustrated or Shams or Waj tweeting something about this and just, like, Twitter exploding. So I think LeBron did it the, the right way and for so, so long. long. And so consistently. It's crazy. 17th year, finals MVP? Even Kareem didn't and that. And he's
3: had a spotlight on him since high school.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: And and you you guys hit it on the head, Uh, social media is a thing, and it's a different era, and that's where I come with this GOAT debate. Am I ready, uh, like I said last week, am I ready to give it to LeBron yet? No. Will he be the greatest of all time by the time he retires? Yes. Simply because there's an amazing chart out there that... Tells you who has the best, most points, the most rebounds, the most assists, the most blocks, the most minutes, the most playoffs this, playoffs that. LeBron pretty much beats Jordan in every single category. The only thing that Jordan has over him is, yes, the rings. And a couple other finals MVP, uh, well, not finals MVP, but actually, no, finals MVP. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's um, got and then the regular season MVP. So he has the big guys over him, and that's what the Jordan fans are clinging on to. But at the end of the day, I'm still not ready to give it to him myself. But I keep telling people he will be there. And eventually, we're going to have to accept it. And I think you appreciate the careers more once they're actually mm-hmm. done, where they're still, you know, bound to have a bad game or two. And, you know, that's where people who live in the moment live off of that. So, um, I know, Dexter, you said this is obviously cap for you, but any closing statements? I think he's,
4: I think LeBron's going to go down as the greatest athlete, like, overall. I think, like, his career off the court, like, is amazing. And I think we take that for granted as well. Like, you talk about other people's off-the-court problems, LeBron is pretty much flawless. And I think if he, if he keeps going with the social justice BLM stuff, I Mm -hmm. think... We'll see him as, like, this legend
1: in, like, history. Yeah. Also his school. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Like, actually, nuts. And I'm still excited to see what he's going to do with this ring and see how he can make it that special. But, uh, no, appreciate it, guys. And, uh, well, just before we part ways here, i like uh, to give the moment here to our guest, Catherine. Where can we find you social media-wise? What are you doing these days? Uh, online?
3: Uh, yeah. So I also have a basketball podcast because who doesn't? <laughs> and it's called uh, <laughs> Buckets and Tea NBA Podcast. I release an episode every Monday. Uh, This week, I'm starting my part one of two, a review of Nick Nurse's book called Rapture. I've spent all week reading it and making notes. Uh, So that'll be fun. Uh, That comes out every Monday. And you can find me on social media, like Twitter and Instagram uh, at it's me underscore Catherine. It's spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. And yeah, good times.
2: Awesome, awesome. And that's buckets and tea. I was asking for your hands on the camera. Yes, hands on yes, the, the camera. camera. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Anytime you
1: call profess me, your love me. on this show, we need your hands. Oh, is that? Is that? A, the, um, a little bit my, of oh
0: around.
3: yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's I. Oh a, my god, a, I, missed a, not, not. I missed the joke. I missed the joke. I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm so bad. I missed She's like, the what? joke. My own joke. I missed. I missed You're my what? own callback. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. For those we new to stand back I'm rusty.
1: Big Nick Nurse fan. Big Nick Nurse fan. But who isn't? And. Uh, I think it's that time once again, <clears throat> Dexter. Mm. Mm. You can't Dexter. hear anything, right? But play my mother, mother
4: music.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no. All right, you catch me on it's my Dex life on Instagram. Don't forget the G. Living my Dex life. Oh my God, you on Instagram. Living my Dex life. Don't forget it's the G. Triple G i never go on i just go on to creep Come on, you know what it's there for
1: yeah. you can find him again my living my dex life and that's why that's his theme music while the life. others don't have theme music i think we all need theme music but I'll, I'll work on that we'll see we'll see i'll get better at this uh alan shane where can they find you online
2: uh, you can find me everywhere. You can go uh, the Alan Shane on Twitter, Alan Shane on Instagram, and I don't know if I'm on any other websites. I think I'm on TikTok. You can could, you could look at look at look at me on TikTok. I do those dances. He's dancing in a <laughs> cash. It's really sad. It's thirty year old one year old man trying to keep up with the times, but it's there. You can see it. Awesome. Watch awesome. my decline.
1: <laughs> and that is at R A Henry on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever <laughs> you stalk people online. <laughs> Uh that was episode rat 12. Rat 12. No, I don't even know. I said what episode rat 11. 11. I said 11. Wow. Okay, I already kind of jumped the gun, but uh episode 11 The Hardwood. Um you will probably see us soon and again, fantasy draft season with uh you know the season off and and who knows what's going to happen with the NBA going forward. Uh supposed uh, start time right now is was it January or late December? Um I think I've heard reports um of that, so We'll see if it happens, but uh, you might see us do some uh, fantasy drafts, and I believe we're going to do the Lakers next up. So that's always going to be fun. And uh, I'd like to thank Catherine again for joining us. This Woo! is – pl- that was a pleasure. And uh, you, again, are tuned into The Greatest. This was Below the Hardwood. Hi.